Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs. Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to an almost two-year-old girl, Jewel. I'm also the managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors, and at Sage Path, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I'm excited to be here, and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining me. You could be listening to anything right now, doing anything right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate all of you. Hello, Amber. Well, hello there, Jason. How's it going? Going great. All right. Hey, Amber, did you know that when you retire, you'll likely draw your income from several sources, such as retirement accounts, taxable investment accounts, and Social Security benefits? I haven't even thought about it. Riveting, right? (laughs) It is. I want to be prepared. (laughs) Complicated. And each of these sources is taxed according to its own rules. So in order to accurately plan for your retirement, you need to know what these rules are, whether and when you're required to make withdrawals, and how paying taxes on distributions will impact your overall financial goals. And that's our financial topic of today's episode, Understanding Retirement Income Tax. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not into this topic, don't leave yet. What holiday is quickly approaching, Amber? Thanksgiving. All right, Thanksgiving. Super pumped. I have an amazing recipe for maple smoked Thanksgiving turkey. The grill trend continues on. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear from you. What are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are you feeling? The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. The phone number is 904-366-9388. You can find all of that info in the description of the podcast. So Amber, what are you most excited about these days? Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm most excited that we're going to have your family visiting for the upcoming holiday. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. It has been a little while since we've been able to see them in person. Almost you know, a year. We, we've been pretty consistent about doing some FaceTime or, you know, other video mm-hmm. phone calls. Um, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to get that time with them, but I'm really looking forward to seeing them. So... My stepdad, Joe, my mom, my sister, and then granddad, my mom's father, and three dogs are all piling into an RV. They're driving 12 hours from Maryland to Jacksonville, and Joe says they're doing it in one trip. I mean, (laughs) good. I I hope that they can achieve that time frame and, and do it all in one trip, but I'm just impressed that they're, you know, getting into the RV, doing it in the most comfortable way and safest way that they Mm -hmm. feel like they can all achieve together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. And to quote Joe, as long as he has enough sandwiches while he's driving, I guess apparently my mom's supposed to make him sandwiches the entire time. He'll be able to make it all the way through. I I don't ever <laughs> doubt Joe. He is really good and surprising uh-huh. uh, about the things that he accomplishes, and it's awesome. So yeah, he, I'm I'm sure he'll be able to do it. He's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> so we'll have to load them up with a ton of leftovers so they can make it back up to Maryland. 
Yeah. Maybe. I, maybe. You know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how much uh, leftovers we have available. But, you know, if, if um, we're going to have to load them up with sandwiches, we could always try to do it like the friend style mm-hmm. from when Ross um, had a sandwich <laughs> at his work and the the key was inserting a pre-soaked layer of bread in the middle of the sandwich. Oh, in the middle. Okay. With, and it was soaked with gravy. I have forgotten about that episode. Yeah. And that that was the one when someone stole his sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he got so upset because it had that special ingredient. So, you know, maybe we could give that to them on the road. Yeah, that reminds me of when I was a kid, my dad used to make us leftover sandwiches after Thanksgiving and he'd put together this beautiful turkey sandwich and then cover it in gravy and the sogginess of the bread as a child it always <laughs> grossed me out but I like the idea of the the soggy bread in the middle in the middle yeah right. okay then it's just a, a layer of flavor so I'll be in charge of the Thanksgiving dinner and then we'll put you in charge of leftovers that sound fair to you uh, I'm not sure about that. You're the food expert in the family as well as the finance expert. So, well, I don't, you know, I think we'll see. Okay. Well, I, I think this is a good time to transition into the recipe in today's episode. Maple smoked Thanksgiving turkey. That's a recipe I'm featuring in today's episode. Let's get into it now. I obtained this recipe through the Pit Boss Grills website. It's not too difficult to make. It does include injecting a butter, excuse me, butter maple syrup mix into the turkey. But if you've smoked meat before, you shouldn't have any problems. And if you haven't smoked meat before, don't get intimidated by the word injection. Just follow the recipe. You're going to be successful. Trust me. But there are some cooking tools you'll need to obtain ahead of time, though. So give yourself a week or a few days to get all of the materials uh, together ahead of time before you start cooking the recipe, ladies and gentlemen. Amber, the, the skin turned out super crispy, full of so much flavor. The meat was so juicy, so tender. It had a smoky flavor, but a sweet aftertaste. And in my opinion, it's one of the best turkeys I've ever had, but... I mean, I cooked it, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely delicious. But I, I think you skipped a part, which is that we, before Thanksgiving, because this is well before Thanksgiving at this point, um, we had a turkey test run. That's what, right, a couple weeks ago. What I've been referring to as a turkey test run <laughs> since you got uh, your smoker, yeah. you know, and that happened earlier in the summer and you wanted to test out this new recipe to make sure that it was good and legit for, yeah, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Typically so, something I do in June or July just as an excuse to cook a turkey meal, you know, Thanksgiving meal and invite friends and family over. But obviously with COVID, we couldn't do that this year. Right, right. So I... Um, the turkey turned out absolutely amazing. I think it might be one of the best turkeys that you've made. So oh, that was you. absolutely delicious. But um, I think the, my my verbiage on the turkey test run when I told people <laughs> what we were doing could confuse some people. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a 5K. <laughs> I want to I, I imagine what people were thinking when you told them a turkey test run. Literally, several people said, are you... Are you doing a run? 
<laughs> I just imagine a bunch of people carrying turkeys and running a 5K. Is which, that what the visual silly. that you had? That's what I get. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Well, well, maybe next year, if we do another turkey test run, we can also incorporate an actual race. Some sort of 5K? Sure, why not? So we all feel better about ourselves after all this <laughs> nonsense we're about to eat? <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe we should could also just call it something else, but it was I, really I don't know. delicious. I, I like your rendition. <laughs> I think we should keep that trend going. <laughs> well, everyone, I know all of our listeners out there are probably feeling a little hungry right now. So I, I think it's a good time to transition into our financial topic of today's episode, understanding retirement income tax. So hit pause, run to the kitchen, grab yourself a snack, and uh, we'll get into that next. This is based on a white paper I published. So if you'd rather read about it, ladies and gentlemen, call me, email me. I'd be happy to get a copy to you, whatever you need. When you retire, you'll likely draw your income from several sources, such as retirement accounts, taxable investment accounts, social security benefits. I said earlier, each of these sources is taxed according to its own rules. So in order to accurately plan for your retirement, you need to know what these rules are, whether and when you're required to make withdrawals, and how paying taxes on distributions will impact your overall financial goals. Here is a breakdown of the most common sources of retirement income and how they're taxed. You ready, Amber? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start with traditional IRA and traditional 401ks, okay? So IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. It's also called a regular IRA. Today, we'll use the term traditional, okay? Withdrawals from traditional tax-deferred retirement accounts, they are taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. Once you reach a certain age, you must start taking and paying taxes on required minimum distributions, These are also called RMDs. The IRS changed RMD rules in 2020. If you reached 70 and a half in 2019, you should have taken your first RMD by April 1st of 2020. If you reached age 70 and a half in 2020 or later, you're required to take your first RMD by April 1st of the year following the year you turn 72. You follow me, Amber? Yes, I just like that the IRS thinks that people think in half years and like their birthday and half years all the way into that age range. Um, I think that's amazing. Way to go, IRS. It is strange that they do the half, but it's, it's been that way for so many years. I, but it's not something you have to worry about right now because you're still spring chicken age-wise. You've got what, like 40 or 50 years before that? And a half. And a half. Okay, and a half. <laughs> Don't forget the half. <laughs> okay, so we, we covered the traditional retirement account. So what I want to cover next are Roth IRAs. Now, because Roth contributions are made with after-tax money, I mean, think about it. You get paid, you pay taxes on what you're paid, And then what's left over, that's where you're taking that Roth contribution, so after-tax. Now, since it's after-tax money, withdrawals from these accounts are tax-free. That's right, tax-free. You can withdraw contributions to your Roth account at any age. However, withdraw on earnings before 59 and a half. (laughs) They're subject to early withdrawal penalties. 
Roth IRAs, they don't have RMDs like traditional IRAs. So your money can continue growing in the account. And because the withdrawals from the IRAs are tax-free, consider making withdrawals from this account last to allow your savings to benefit from tax-free growth for as long as possible. Does that make sense, Amber? Yes. Now we'll get into taxable investments. Profits from the sale of stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, other investments. I can name a hundred different acronyms, Amber. (laughs) Outside of the tax-advantaged retirement accounts, they're taxed at capital gains rates, which vary depending on how long you've owned the investments. Short-term capital gains, they're taxed as ordinary income, and they apply to the investments you've owned for one year or less. Long-term investments, those held for more than a year before selling, they're subject to preferential long-term capital gains rates of 0, 15, or 20%, depending on your tax bracket. And I got all that from the IRS's website. Next, we'll get into Social Security. The tax rate for Social Security benefits varies, and it depends on your provisional income, which is the sum of your adjusted gross income, tax-free interest from other investments, and 50% of your Social Security benefit. You'll have to pay taxes if your provisional income exceeds $25,000 on an individual tax return or $32,000 on a joint return. Only up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are subject to tax, and that information is taken directly from their website, the Social Security Administration. Now that we've covered... Social Security, Amber, I think we can get into annuities. Now, you typically purchase an annuity with after-tax income. The annuity then pays out the income over time, hopefully over your lifetime. And if, heaven forbid, something happens to you, hopefully over your spouse's benefit or lifetime. Now, the portion of payment representing your principal is tax-free, and you'll pay taxes on any earnings. If you purchase the annuity with pre-tax funds, such as from a traditional IRA, your entire payment would be taxed as ordinary income. You follow me, Amber? Yes. Okay. We've covered a lot of different information, and I'm sure your head is spinning right now. Only a little. Only a little. So where to start? Making a withdrawal plan is so important. Once you understand how your retirement income is taxed, you can make a tax-efficient plan to support you in your retirement years. You might consider a plan that looks like the following, and this is just very basic. One, taking withdrawals from traditional IRA and traditional 401k accounts first to satisfy those annual RMDs. Next, take withdrawals from taxable accounts. And then take withdrawals from Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks last. The longer you can avoid drawing down these plans, which aren't subject to RMDs, the longer they can benefit from tax-free growth. Trying to make your money last 20 or 30 years in retirement is so tough. And this is why my clients work with me. A careful withdrawal plan and keeping your money in tax-exempt accounts as long as possible can help you increase your investment returns while reducing the taxes you owe. All of us need an income plan that will efficiently get us funds we need in order to enjoy our retirement. Ladies and gentlemen, if you aren't working with a financial advisor, call me, email me. I'd love to help. And hey, if you want a fresh look at your overall financial plan, 
Again, call me or email me. I'd be happy to help. No strings attached. Amber, anything to add? Nope. I think I'm good. I think you're good. Well, thanks so much for being here. Good and a half. Good and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will see you in a half hour when we ride home. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone listening to today's episode. Have a very happy Thanksgiving and make it a great day. And now the disclosures. FSC does not offer tax advice. You should discuss any tax matters with a tax professional. Part of the information was attained by the Oxley Institute. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Corporation, FSC member FINRA, SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or service referenced here are independent of FSC. This episode was sponsored by Dunham. Annuities are insurance products designed for long-term retirement income. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the insurance company. Surrender charges and other fees may apply. Withdrawals made prior to age 59 and a half may be also subject to a 10% federal income tax penalty. Annuities within a qualified plan will provide no further tax deferred features. The contract when redeemed may be worth more or less than the amount used to purchase the annuity. Annuity.